Hey, what's up and welcome to the Carrington Podcast, your home for all things Manchester United. It's day 17 of Euro 2020 and the last day of round of 16 football. Yes, yes it is. Um, we had some, we had a big game today. Um, we had the big game of England v Germany and then we had in the second game Sweden v Ukraine for today. Um a bit difficult to follow up the madness that was Monday um, with everything that went on. Um, but it wasn't terrible considering who was involved in these games. Um, but let us jump straight into it with um, England v Germany, Dan. Um, it started off with England switching formation to 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 match Germany. By going three at the back, I told you this would happen yesterday. I you told did. you. You did. Okay. Okay, Mister Voodoo. I told uh, Gareth, however, did not put his, pull his finger all the way out of his ass, um, and went with a three-four-three formation with Kane, Saka, and Sterling. His attackers. His only attackers, really. Um, and Germany stuck to the usual. Three four one two um, formation, and they kind of they kind of cancelled each other out in a sense, um, and that was seen by by both teams' best players being midfielders and defenders. Yeah. Um, in the case of England, for example, they they could have easily, in my opinion, had they played different players, um, been two or three nil. Ahead, um, much earlier in the game, and probably seen that game out in the first half, had they had different players on the pitch. But that's always the case with with Southgate and attackers. Um, with regards to to Germany, um, Werner didn't offer much. Um, What's Müller, needed? yeah, Müller and and Havertz. Added a bit more of an influence and an impact on the game, um, but not really that much in the first half. More so um, in the second half, when Germany had to start chasing the game after England scored their, their first one. Um, with regards to um, England's defense, oh, I'll I'll start with Luke, or should oh should I start with Harry? Um, same same. Yeah, um, at times Luke was the furthest, while well, the wing backs for England were the furthest forward, providing with um, and creativity. Um, with regards to Harry, Harry was as solid as ever, as he has always been for us and for England, um, winning all his duels, winning aerials, getting his head on the ball, driving out of defense with the ball. Um, so, as solid as. as Ever with Harry. Basically the Harry that uh, we know for United. Um, hmm. I feel like it's his his uh, popularity pendulum is kind of swinging to the to the good side right now. A um, lot more people starting to see the play is. I think they just couldn't look past the price tag, but um, hmm. it's nice to see that he's getting the recognition he deserves, even from people who doubted him in the beginning, like us. We will be honest. Um, but he had an exceptional showing today. 88% pass accuracy, 66 total touches, 6 aerial duels won, 
Um, four out of six ground deals won. Four final third passes, four clearances, two shots, and one block. A solid performance from uh, our skipper. Great to see him uh, in action. My man of the match, however, for those that don't know, Harry was awarded a star of the match. Mine, however, was Luke. I thought Luke was showing once again why he was the best left back in Europe last season. Um, I, I don't see anyone else that was at his level. Um, but I thought Luke was exceptional today. Um, Chad, you do have his stats over there, don't you? I do, I do. And I mean, there's a reason one of his, nickna- his nicknames is uh, Showberto Carlos. <laughs> um, but let us get into uh, his stats against Germany. So 100% tackles won, 91% pass accuracy, five final third passes, two ball recoveries, one clearance, one foul one, and one assist. Um, and he was a different... You could see he had um, a better understanding with the creative madman that is super Jackie Grealish. Um, yeah, yeah. But for, like, here's another one for sure amongst um, England players at Euro 2020 so far. He has played the most passes into the box with 18, created the most chances with five, the most open play chances with four, and the most big chances with two. And if you are one of those people that are into the expected goals and expected assists, he has the most expected assists with 1.08. Um, so I think that pretty much shuts Jose up. Definitely. Um, Jose was, for those that don't know, running his mouth about how Luke is not good at set pieces. Luke is not uh, the best left back in England. Chilwell should have been picked over him. Uh, fuck that geezer, honestly. Luke, again, proving him wrong um, time and time again. Luke, honestly, fed up with Jose being, uh, with Luke being on Jose's mind rent free. But uh, yeah. hopefully these performances will kind of put Jose in his place. Uh, Luke did also register an assist. Oh, I did. Just had to double check. Did register an assist <laughs> for Sterling's goal. Um, just yeah. again, proving um, his attacking prowess. But with regards to... Um, look, we've been saying England's attack. I mentioned it just now as well. England's attack is could be so much better. Um, Harry Kane finally got on the score sheet as well. Um, with, I think it was his first shot on target in the in that game. Not one hundred percent sure. Um, Decent header, header down, yes, hard for the keeper yes. to get to. Uh, just a quick note on this whole uh, England uh, lineup debacle. Um, England did get the win against a very decent Germany side. I don't want to say good because they weren't good today. Yeah. I don't want to say bad because they weren't bad this year's. Um, they were the best team in the group of death. They did prove themselves that. Um, but I just, with regards to England, like Chad said, they did, the both teams did cancel each other out um, throughout this game. But Germany let England have so much space, so much of the ball. Not because Germany just wanted to park the bus, but because Germany knew England didn't have anything creativ- creatively coming at them. It was two sixes in Phillips and Rice, and it was just a case of give them the ball. They're not going to do anything with it. Um, Sterling and Saka were okay. Um, nothing great. Sterling did get a goal, but as we will always say, uh, 
gold doesn't mean yet you had a good game. And I think as soon as Jack Grealish came on, you could really see that yeah. um, the timing of the sub, I, it's not a case of Jeremy weren't ready for it, but it just really like kicked England into gear. And as soon as they started uh, trying to find him, he's always looking forward. And he also had a brilliant game today. Yeah, and a, and a great link up with, with Luke down that left. Um, Luke was also a lot more um, active, I guess you could say, mm. when Grealish came on. Um, yeah, some of his passing to Sterling and um, and Rice at times was just... It looked off, but it's just a case of they're not on the same wavelength. Yeah. So nothing you can do about um, that. It's international football. But we have to give props to... for the German team um, for Hummels, who has been impressive all tournament. Um, and he was impressive again today. And so why uh, Joachim Lowe brought him back. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there was a couple of last, last each tackles and clearances, you could say. Yeah. Um, that one to uh, stop Kane's open goal was quite nice to see. Yeah. I think Kane's um, touch did stitch him up, but Hummels had to be there to make the tackle. You don't want to give yeah. Kane any more space. Um, and then in midfield for me, Goretzka, we called for him from the first game. He was, I, I liked what I saw from him today. Um, he progressed the ball well for Germany at times. Um, was a good physical presence. His defensive job as well, he did well. Um, and he worked well together with Kroos. Um, it's just a case of, I think, it's the German national team is sort of in a weird transition phase, like I said at the start, um, and probably should have got Yogi out of the job sooner than he was, has been. But um, it's now time for Hansi Flick to try and put his stamp on the national team, uh, see what he can do with it moving forward. Um, so it's going to be an interesting time for Germany. Um, but let us move on to the final game of the round of 16, which is Sweden v. Ukraine, Dan. Um, yeah, uh, I think a much more exciting watch uh, in the first few minutes of uh, that game compared to the England versus Germany game. Um, that one was a lot more tactical, whereas... Um, Sweden v. Ukraine was just a lot more open. Both teams going for it at a stage. Um, both having some really good chances. Um, there was a period of like five minutes where uh, I think Ukraine hit the post and then yeah, they, uh, Sweden broke from that there and then Forsberg hit the post. He hit the post quite a few times that game. Yeah, he, he hit, in, the, in the space of like five minutes, he hit the post and then like five minutes later, he hit the crossbar. When you think it's you know it's going in and then it's just back off the crossband, it's just like yeah. unlucky. <laughs> speaking speaking of Forsberg, um, he did get Sweden's goal um, in the first half, and Forsberg has been one of their their better players all Euro so far. But I felt today especially um, he was very impressive. Definitely going um, forward, and for um, Ukraine as always, Jamalenko. Whole country on his mm. shoulders doing the things. Cheeky little assist, like that was that, nice. Because I'm, I'm not gonna lie. For, for that assist for Zinchenko, um, to open the scoring, I thought that chance was gone. Definitely. I thought he 
I thought he should have hit it the first time he got it with his right foot. Mm. And when, you know, he was trying to feint and find an extra half yard or whatever, I thought, okay, chance is gone. Attack is going to peter out. And instead he said, nope, outside of my left foot, Sinchenko, off you go. Bury that motherfucker. And yeah. he did just that. Quality goal. Uh, cheeky celebration from Zinchenko running to the um, Sweden bench. Like, yeah, it's football. He was on that side. They were teasing him the whole game. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. But again, Yamalenko, brilliant assist. I thought he was their best player um, for the game. I thought he was really good. Mm. As he's been this tournament, and he will continue to be. Um, I think his sub was just fatigue. I don't think there's an injury involved there. I, uh, I think that was just cramp and to protect him yeah. from injury, you know. Uh, um, the, there was an injury, however, from a absolutely yeah. ridiculous challenge uh, by Dan Nielsen. Chad, we, we, we know a still looks worse than the actual challenge, but the actual challenge looks shit regardless, you know. Yeah, like, look, you will get the old heads that say, oh, he won the ball, that shouldn't be a red card. No, 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 no. And some will say, oh, no, it's, it's a foul. Um, it's a foul and a yellow card, and that's that or whatever. Yeah. But we, as we know, simply winning the ball doesn't absolve you from one, a foul, and two, a yellow or red card. Um, we've seen instances where a player does win the ball like that, Um and he does catch the the, the opposition player, um, and opposition player goes down and it's a yellow card. Um, but in this instance, unfortunately, the player's foot was planted, and his follow through was quite high up on the leg on his knee, um, and that's still image of his knee bending. Gruesome. His season might not start until next year, possibly. Um, hopefully not. But that yeah. look very bad and I don't understand anyone that can say that is not a, a red card challenge. It was it was mm-hmm. reckless, it was high, it was like oh you, you want aggressive players, you want players that'll go at every ball. But overly aggressive and aggressive are two different things. And mm. that was brainless and overly aggressive. A very uh Neanderthal move from Danielson. And in the end he did cost his team because the sending off um, allowed for like a changing within the defense, and I don't think the, yeah. the Swedes were ready for that. And that yeah, um, him in the end, off after that, um, it sort of gave Ukraine the ascendancy in extra time, um, which is it's kind of expected when you are you have the extra man, um, and you know this is your chance, and you don't want to take that risk of going to penalties, you know, um. And extra time was actually kind of dead. Um, and you felt like with everyone going down for the smallest of things in extra time. Yeah, they, know, took, like they at, took injury time to another level. Jeez. Yeah, like at, at one point in the box, the one Ukraine player went down um, for absolutely nothing. And the commentator thought he had dislocated his shoulder somehow. Screaming, um, bro. Like, ugh, these kids, ugh, it was just bad. It was bad. Yeah, two minutes later, he pops up and he's jogging. And it's just, yeah. Anyways, um, looked like it would peter out and go to penalties. Um, but We were kind of hoping for that. 
for me. Yeah, you know, to, to, to make the extra time worth it. Um, but um, Ukraine popped up with a winner. And that was that for them. Yeah. In the, literally in the final, the final minutes, they popped up with that winner. Um, and that was enough to see them through. And they will now face um, England in the quarterfinals. Um, speaking of fixtures, um, let us move on to the quarterfinal fixtures. Um, we will now obviously not see you guys until the quarterfinal fixtures. Um, unless there is some big news that well, might happen. I mean, it's been, it's, it's been lingering uh, online chat. We've seen some things, but nothing nothing just yet for yeah. you guys. Um, hopefully that will be done and announced and all of those nice things this week. But um, if not, we will see you again for Friday's fixtures, which are um, Switzerland v Spain in the first game on Friday, as well as um, Belgium v Italy. Hopefully, hopefully, that will be another exciting game. Um, that will be very interesting to see how Italy get through that one, since they haven't really had a um, they haven't come up against a heavyweight nation quote in quotes heavyweights Um, and then on Saturday the next two will be um, England v Ukraine and Denmark v Croatia Um, and those are our quarterfinals as unexpected as they might be Um, that is what we can look forward to um, as we kind of get into the, the home stretch for the Euros. Um, but until then, guys, like, share, subscribe, follow, all those nice things. And we will see you again for episode 18, I believe 18? it will be then. Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you believe, bro? Um, 18 episodes. That's quite mad. 18. Yeah. Um, mad. But cheers, guys. See you then. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in.